ready as I'm ever going to be. Are you sure you're ready? Yeah. Did you start it? Do you want me to do you want me to start it? Yeah, am I talking loud enough? Um talk a little louder. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is exactly the level I was talking at. Good. I have this all on recording. This will probably make it to the podcast. <laughs> no, it won't. I'm the editor. I can do whatever I want. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. That I made him start. That you made him start. And uh, the debut of, what are we going to call you? The pod mother? The pod queen? <laughs> the pod? What are we calling you? The pod mother? Yeah, you like godfather, godmother, pod mother. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You're the reason I'm doing this. I and have done this. So if you enjoy this, you can thank my wife mainly okay. and because she is usually the one who has to hear all these crazy ideas first and listen to me rant about random things that very few people on the planet probably actually care about no i actually enjoy those conversations yeah so i know but sometimes i do a lot of talking and you have to do a lot of listening <laughs> yeah i kind of have listen. <laughs> <laughs> i should get better at that there you go okay so we got into a just a little context here for everybody we got into a conversation was this like three nights ago no i think it was like last week was it that long ago yeah we were still at the other house so Quarantine yeah it was, time. Mm-hmm. okay about voting yeah and just to set the scene i was in the living room and steph <laughs> walked in and was like i need to talk to you about something which is always a bad sign <laughs> and we had had a previous conversation about how at the moment I was leaning towards not voting for anyone for president, which leaving it blank, leaving it blank. Yeah. Yeah. Which full disclosure is what I did in 2016. Yeah. And so she knew this and she's struggling. If you want to say it, you can, who you, where you're at. I really honestly am not sure 120% who I'm voting for. The ballot just arrived um, in the mail and it's not filled out yet. Okay. I know more who I'm not voting for, but I don't know who I am voting for. Who you are voting for. Okay. And so she sits, so she comes in the living room and says, we need to talk because you not voting at all for president. Did it you say me. it bothers you? Yes. Okay, is that what you said? I couldn't remember if you said bothers you or if, if it's wrong. You might have I gone might have full gone bore. Wrong, yeah. It's wrong. I probably did because it's, it's more than bothersome to me. Yes. And yeah. so we had this little dialogue back and forth. She made her case. Actually may have convinced me, not fully, I don't think, but she moved me for sure. And I was like, okay, we have to do a podcast about this where we just – have this conversation and let other people because I think it's a really important one. I do. I agree. I think it is an important one. And I think it's a conversation that a lot of Christians are probably wrestling with. Right. Yeah. Now. So here's, here was the conversation. The reason that I had decided, and this was true in 2016, that I could not vote for anyone was, is, was, and is a sense of, I feel like I have a sense of moral culpability with who I vote for. Sure. Yeah. And so we just take a very easy, some, some easy examples. I think I am pro life in the case of abortion. I, and I think very much so. Right. Yeah. And so that would lead me towards voting Republican. I'm also 
I think a, I'm a big advocate for we need massive like gun reform and in our gun laws and all that kind of stuff. That would put me more on pro Democrat. Yeah. Um, I actually care more about giving to social causes, programs, whatever. That would lead me financially more Democrat. Um, I, I would definitely lean and hold like a traditional view of marriage. Yeah. That would lead me Republican. Right. Then you get into, so I'm, I'm split in on moral, what I view as moral and ethical issues, policy issues down the middle. Then you get the issue of these people. Yeah. Personally, I don't think there is a moral case for Donald Trump. I, I think I would have a very hard time just personally getting behind someone that I think has as corrupted morals as him. This is also was my issue with Hillary in 2016. Yeah. I viewed her in very much that same light. And so you walk down that road of kind of my vote means I have some moral, I'm morally culpable in some way. It led me to, I can't vote for either of these people because I feel like voting for either of them means I'm making, I'm having to make a moral compromise and I'm having to, I'm, I'm agreeing with someone's, immorality so to speak so if i were to say i want i vote let's say i would vote vote for joe biden am i morally culpable then for abortions is that is that in some way on me so to speak and this is where our disagreement came about because you see it differently basically yeah, I don't think... So tell me I, why you see it differently and then we'll just have the conversation. So I see it differently because I don't think in our bipartisan system right now that we're ever going to have this perfect candidate that exists as believers. That's Because true. of what you just described. Like there are, there are things that we can point biblically on both sides. And so if you're waiting for this perfect candidate that's going to be a perfect referma- referendum on everything you believe, it's just never going to happen. So does that mean that from here on out, you're just never going to vote for president? Because you're always going to have these issues that divide left and right. And if by leaving your ballot blank, is that actually contributing to what voting is? No, it's not contributing. It's purposefully saying, I don't want to contribute to this. Like it's actually the exact opposite. It's saying, I think these two people is so, are so corrupt and so morally bankrupt that I do not want to and feel that I cannot okay. be involved in any of that. Let's so it's go literally down the exact that road. Right. And you say, feel that. And then all Christians are like, wow, Max, like you're right. This is so corrupt. And so everybody in the Christian world stops voting. Is that a good thing? Where does that lead us? I mean, it leads us to a place where Christians have very little political sway in, if we mean by political, like policy making. Right. Yeah. And I would say if you haven't, I would say political is more than just policy making, but it leaves Christians basically out in the cold and kind of uh, bystanders to that whole process, which is probably not a great idea because I think we do have to have some voice in our system. Like right. We should. We. You know. So that's where I feel like Correct. even if you don't agree, which I do not agree with all the things that you said, I agree with what you're saying. So I don't agree with these candidates and what they stand. But 
this are the, these are the two candidates that we are choosing between. Even if you write in a third party, like, are you really contributing to who's no. being elected? No, you're no. not. But I do, and we can get into this later if you, we want to, I do feel like writing in a third party is Maybe it's better, better than, not, than not writing anyone because sure. you're at least contributing to voting. Um, and I'm such a pragmatist, pragmatist where I'm like, you're not contributing anything. But you are. But you, you are. I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's where I think we have to go back and realize like this isn't a complete um, reflection of every single thing I believe. This is, I have given these two candidates, who do I think, given in this my context of where I live, and I think this probably changes based on if I'm in Minnesota or in California or in Texas or wherever I am and sure. who am I like asking the Lord that who is my neighbor that I need to be in my thinking in mind when I'm going to make Katz's vote who because I think and I think you get into this in previous episodes that our vote is too often used as how will this better my life instead of how will this better my neighbor's life yep. and so I think you could make a valid argument for both candidates that they have policies that better your neighbor's life um so then how okay so then how do you choose if you can make an argument that hey this candidate donald trump serves this neighbor better he doesn't serve all neighbors better and joe biden serves these neighbors but he certainly doesn't serve all neighbors as well how do you choose which essentially which neighbors you're serving that's a really great question but that's a question that you wrestle through and either way you end up voting Right. So, but tell and you cast a vote. So tell me, you you know who you're not going to vote for. You can say it if you want. It doesn't yeah, matter. I just personally, for multiple reasons, at this in this election, cannot get behind Trump. Okay. So, so what neighbors do you have in mind? Yeah. That you're like, I need to care for these people at this moment, and he doesn't seem to be doing that. Or how are you how are you parsing that through? Because if you can say he cares for some neighbors better than Joe Biden does. Yeah. And I want to cast my vote, not for my own betterment, for, but for their betterment. How are you choosing? Choosing, uh, Yeah, it's not something that's easy. And that's why I'm still in the wrestle. Because like you said, it feels almost like a moral culpability of, um, of like, is this vote really... Because like you said, Joe Biden, for example, with abortion, obviously... As you know, I'm like as probably hard pro-life as yeah, you can get. You're a midwife. Yes. Like you literally are as pro-life yeah. as you can So that, get. that is hard for me to think about doing. But at this point in what the world and the atmosphere is going on in our country, like some big things that I see right now are immigration and caring for refugees. And uh, that is something that I don't see Trump doing at all. And so... I, I guess I don't know how to answer that for every person everywhere. No, I'm just asking for you. Like, for just, me, just legit, like if you're, yeah, just asking for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously with where our trajectory of our life goes of moving overseas to care for refugees, that's someone I've, we've been intense, heard stories of people waiting years. Like right. I care deeply about that and um, it breaks my heart to see, see what we've seen and think like, oh, people are totally okay being like, nope, I'm not letting these people in. So for me and where I'm at today, that's that's definitely something that's on my heart in this uh, election. So how morally culpable do you think you are? So let's say you decide, so you, you said you don't feel like you can vote for Trump, but let's say you end up voting for Biden, mm -hmm. which you're not sure about yet. How morally culpable do you feel like you are for abortion because that's one of the topic we've been kind of circling around here yeah um 
That's a really hard question to say how morally culpable I am. Because the reason but, I ask is I am 32. Yeah. I've grown up in the Pentecostal charismatic church that is staunchly pro-life anti-abortion. I mean, I've stood outside of the Supreme Court in D.C. with life tape over my mouth in prayerful protest. I've stood outside abortion clinics yeah. in prayerful protest. And no, it I is, get it. It I has mean, been like, drilled into me yeah. that you cannot vote. For a Democrat because you are morally culpable then for the shedding of innocent blood. And it is said explicitly like that. And so now here I am in 2020 going, what do I do then? Because I've only heard for 32 years that I like this is is wrong to do. And now I and I don't and I don't know. Like that's just a lot to work. But my pushback would be if you voted before Republican, how morally culpable were you for guns and all the deaths and the shedding of innocent blood that they that that did, or war, in yeah. some aspects? Yeah, I mean that's true. The difference there is you're just talking. I mean the sheer you're never going to probably beat the sheer numbers if you want to just get into the picking of lesser violent acts. Like I think abortion is probably going to win every time when you just come to sheer numbers sure but does that no that doesn't does that negate are you basically no no no, no it doesn't negate it la- no no no, no, no. it doesn't negate it no it doesn't negate it at all and and this is i i think the so, argument the argument has been is there a more helpless human being on the earth than an unborn baby and i think the answer is clearly no I mean, they literally are not able to sustain sustain life by themselves. I mean, you know this better than anybody as a midwife. But so how do we care for the least of these? Is there a more least of these than the unborn? I mean, the answer has been like, no. And so how do you you possibly vote for a pro-choice candidate even if you agree with... 80% 80% of everything else the 80% of their platform which I'm not saying that you do but I'm yeah. just saying like let's say you're like overwhelmingly democrat but there here's this one thing are you morally culpable for casting no, that vote No I don't feel like you are in like in a nutshell because this is the system that we have right now like I have two people that I get to vote for essentially like yes you can do write-ins but if I want my vote to really like change or be a part of this election um i think you need to do it in a way that contributes to the election and if for you if you feel like that's writing a third party then yes sure do that but but why don't you feel like you would be morally culpable because the 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 i mean i get there are choices but one of the choices is someone who would like to at least stem the tide i mean they claim anyway that they want to stem the tide of abortion sometimes i wonder if that's just political fodder to get evangelicals to vote to be honest um but yeah i mean i just also feel obviously that laws matter okay of course they do let's talk about federally how abortion even like how does that how does that really okay we have roe v wade and then we have uh casey is yeah, the other case the casey um federally but most states are actually where you see the laws for abortion so like for if, example if i'm not if mistaken I'm in, even if casey and roe were struck down that doesn't mean that just means that states are left to decide by themselves right 
Yeah. So that's how I understand that. So that is something that is, we talk so, so much about it in the presidential election on a, which is federal level. Right. Um, but it's actually state regulated. More state regulated. When I go to Minnesota, my laws for abortion are very different than if I was in Colorado, for example, which I know currently has late term abortions. So I, I guess part of all of this dialogue has to take into account what issues are we talking about and where do we most see them executed in our governmental system and played out? That's fair. Like, for example, Biden, sure, he might be pro-choice Choice. like to the, to the T, but how does that truly affect the states that we're in? If Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, um, for I, sure. I think that definitely plays a role in not just in abortion, but in other things that we're talking about. So, for example, refugees and immigrants is a federal thing. That is something that I care deeply about. And it's it's something that's far more federal than it is than abortion is. Um, And so that's one thing that I use to sift through. But I just feel like. At, at where we are right now, we are given these two candidates and we are making a choice that we think, okay, this candidate can do this better. Again, I go back to it. it's not a full a full display of everything I believe, but I am making a choice and right. contributing to and this Caitlin election. And Caitlin made that same point in the episode that I did with her. Yeah. That this is not a full, I think she said a full reflection of who I am as a political Person. individual. Yeah. Even, which, I, which I agree with and I... In that case, I do agree with you that I think we put way too much weight on that you are who you vote for in the presidential election. I think that's a misguided right. Thing. right. I think it is, but I do. I tend to think maybe there's a little bit more weight on it than you do. Yeah, and I'm not saying like okay, wash your hands of everything, and you don't have any responsibility yeah, in the yeah. election. Of course not, because because that would be just yeah. Um, but I do think that where we are right now is we have two parties and we need to make the better decision. And I just feel, I think I would also feel morally culpable to not vote for anyone because if somebody asked me who I voted for, say we're in the refugee camp and they know, they know more than you think they know about yeah, what's yeah. going on. Yeah, they do. And, and we're like, Oh, I just couldn't vote for the other per- couldn't, didn't vote for anyone. Like I, th- I feel like there should be some moral culpability in that as well. That's true. Touche. Um, yeah, for sure. There is. She's smiling at me like, <laughs> I got you one. <laughs> okay, bit. you've made this statement a few times. You've prefaced beginning saying something with where we are in this moment. Yeah. I, I mean with a bipartisan... Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean by that. Yeah. But I wonder... I was having this conversation with someone else that I, we have to take consideration of the moment that we're in also. And as we're sifting through all of these issues, not every issue is as pressing in the moment that we're in right now, culturally. So obviously we're in the middle or somewhere in a pandemic Mm -hmm. and we have racial tension. That is, I mean, these are the, obviously the two storylines of the year. Yeah. And do those being the kind of the issues at the forefront right now, in our culture, in our society that everyone is trying to grapple with. Does that shape how or who we vote for? Because yes, abortion and, you know, traditional marriage and or if you have an economic policy or whatever, they're there for sure. But they're not in the conversation that people are having right now. Yeah. The, you know, nobody's talking about relatively anyway, like those issues right now. People are talking about 
race relations. They're talking about healthcare, and they're talking about. I mean, you know, last year a lot was immigrants and refugees and yeah. stuff like that, but that's kind of subsided a little yeah. bit now in in the midst of this. But no, I think that absolutely right. Yeah, I think that you Would, have. I think to. so too. I was just seeing if you agree with that. Yeah. I think that's super important to look at like, okay, what is our culture? What are the big hot topics right now that someone, whoever's leading the country are leading us through, through right? These things. They're leading us through these th- things, these pivotal moments in history. And who do we want leading those things? And who do we think does a, could do a better job in leading in those issues? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we have to, that when we were having that conversation, I think I remember um, talking with that person that, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that because, yeah, I mean, obviously marriage and abortion matter to us deeply, but that's not the thing that's like this next president is like leading us through these new waters in. it's yeah, in yeah, race yeah. and it's in this healthcare and pandemic right now. Right, right. That's what, yeah, healthcare in, in general, I think yeah. right now. And, um, and then obviously yeah, the racial stuff. And even we talk about like the police and all that kind of stuff. That's all locally and state as well yeah Yeah, so that has really almost nothing i've read a little bit and listened to something that has really almost nothing to do with the federal government right they give i think the number that i i read somewhere was like six percent of the average police force's budget comes from the federal government like it's negligible it's like it's like nothing basically so even if the federal government said we're not giving any police any more money it wouldn't matter a whole ton it's almost all state so if you talk about I mean, if we're going to f- focus in on re- race, race relations as related to the police, mm-hmm. the presidential election has almost nothing to do with that mm-hmm. other than, I mean, as far as policy. I mean, it's a lot to do with it as far as words, demeanor, you know, they, the federal government can put pressure on states to try and do certain yeah. things, but they can't write a policy right. to, to do it. Um, but all that to say, I, I agree. I think the moment... I think the moment really matters and yeah. we have to, because again, I, I grew up in a context where it was like three things matter. Mm-hmm. Abortion, like the LGBTQ stuff and religious freedom, mm-hmm. which I still don't quite get. Cause I don't, yeah, that's I don't, I don't know how our religious freedoms are like really Being that under attack. It's interesting uh, what America thinks is being persecuted. America yeah. And religious freedom. I mean, but yeah. I get it. Seeing like, people see. who have actually been persecuted. I mean, they're yeah. not Christian, but seeing people who have literally been, been persecuted. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's not it's to push not back and take a light of things because, of course, I think we both have seen things that we're like, whoa, 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 this is over. Yeah, that's over $70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but per, like, it just, there's a line of like, oh, persecution? <laughs> like, really? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Um, but, but yeah, you don't want to take it lightly. But either. so it's it's only been those three things yeah but the moment that i I feel like we're in now is none of those three things are like the talking point right now i mean i suppose abortion is to a degree because of the supreme court nomination and that would possibly overturn and Casey I think abortion and, and will Rome. always be a topic, at least in like it will said, because it will because yeah. evangelicals will make it one every single term because we're the largest vo- voting block in the country, right? And right? that's so exactly we, why we will make it one. But the it's not the cultural moment that we're no. going through. Um, right. It's not the thing that everybody is talking about that people are looking at the church right now going 
What do you say about this? What do you think about this? What is the witness of the church on this? That, right now, that's about, will you take care of sick people? And what do you think of our black brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what people want to know about the church right yeah. now. And so do we need to do we need to try and address those questions in the ballot box to the best of our ability versus these other things? And then maybe the next cycle in four years, yeah, it could those change. things change. For right. sure. Um, I think it's fluid. I think it yeah. has to be because like you started this episode, there's so many things on both sides that are like they're biblical things that each side holds up. So it's like, what is the moment that we're living in right now? And how do we best use our vote to help America in the best way that we see to get through this moment? Yeah. Like what leader is it? Yeah. And I just deeply feel that leaving your vote blank does nothing to help with that. So you can't leave your vote blank. You're I, your president. I really don't think you can. You you have to choose someone. Okay. Or we, write in. Like okay, we didn't talk about this. Contribute. And, we'll, and maybe we'll end with this. Is it a, is it a sin? <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. You did? Okay, all right. Is it a sin to, to not? Because, again, I've grown up actually being told by various people that it's a sin to vote for certain people yeah. or that it's a sin not to vote. Yeah. That it's a sin against God. And I actually... I kind of reject that now. I would go as far to say that it's incredibly irresponsible. Um, I don't know if I could sit here right now in good conscience and say it's a sin, but I don't think it's, I think it's incredibly irresponsible. Irresponsible. Yeah. yeah. And, and unloving to our neighbor, whoever that neighbor so is. So if it's, if it's irresponsibly unloving to our neighbor, isn't that kind of the definition of sin? Yeah, I mean, like in in a sense, I guess. Yeah, if you see your brother in need and you don't don't do do anything, anything. the love of God is not in you. Yeah, I I've never quite thought about it as a sin to not vote, but I have I've just thought this is incredibly irresponsible. So I don't know. I'd have to really think about like going through scripture of. Well, scripture has nothing. Is there anything that you can think of off the top? No, because because what we. The political system that we have now is so different. Yeah, ha- has has nothing to say to to in regards to how to engage with it. Yeah, um, because it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I don't know if you could call it a sin. I just feel like you're not stewarding what you've been, the right the privilege that you've been given. Yeah, and I just for that that reason, would probably I think that would probably be fair. Yeah, could you ever see yourself? not voting for president like not even doing a write-in or doing a write-in yeah i mean i i'm in our last election oh I yeah did you a did write-in. write-in last yeah. year yeah, yeah, yeah. Last um time. and i could see myself because if the world continues to go in the direction that it just gets more and more crazy and polarized yeah i don't know if every election i'll be able to contribute in the way that i feel like led to led to this or, election yeah. maybe um but I can guarantee that I will participate with a vote one way or the other. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what I do. I don't know. I requested a ballot. We have, we have to vote technically and you in, guys, in Colorado. Just remember, there are lots of things underneath the presidential election that matter. So No, I for sure. And I would say that stuff actually almost always matters more. Yeah. Like in just real life. It's true. Decision making and policy that impacts whatever it's 
the farther down the ballot you go, actually, usually the more direct impact. Like here's a people. perfect example. I know you were just wrapping up, so give me a No, sec. you're fine. Um, you're the pod mother. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> in Colorado, which yes, we're voting in Colorado because that's where our licenses are. Yeah. It doesn't matter who we're voting at the top, but one of the really big things in Colorado right now is to end late-term abortion, right. which means up until the point of delivery, you can have an abortion, okay. which is three to four days. So I say this is an incredible point because um, I get to vote against that regardless of who is nominated at the top. And it still will matter. Bingo. You could vote for theoretically Joe Biden. Yep. Who is pro-choice. Yep. But has actually not a ton to say into the matter as far as policymaking. But you can cast a vote directly at a, a bill that yeah. is trying to overturn late-term abortion and therefore be pro-life. Exactly. So I think that okay. is a big thing for me that shows that they're just different levels. Yeah. You may have convinced me. <laughs> I think she probably did. I think you probably did. I'll admit it to everybody who's listening to this. I think you probably did. That's a win for me. That's a win for you. So, uh, well, we should do this again. All right. Let me know. Send me a message if in some way, shape, or form in the link below, email, whatever, if you want the... Uh, the wife to come back on here oh, another time because we have other stuff i think that we've talked about that you yeah. would really love you'd really love to talk yeah, about definitely things. things some would stir the pot yeah it would for sure we both have that in common we kind of like to stir <laughs> the pot sometimes but okay thank you guys so much for listening and um if, thanks if you, for having me <laughs> thanks for having you <laughs> thanks for letting me start but um make sure that you do honestly make sure you do vote in some way shape or form and uh, let's have some good, healthy discussion with family, friends, people that we trust, people that are different from us. We actually were just hanging out with some people today, and we spent basically the whole afternoon talking about a lot of these kinds of issues and different sides, whatever. And it was kind of mentally exhausting at some points, but it was also like really, really healthy and good as we like wrestled through. Like, how do we, how do we take care of some of this stuff? How do we? What's our role and our responsibility and all that kind of stuff. And we saw some things, I think, a little bit differently around that table. Um, and that's good and that's healthy. And um, hopefully we can we can all participate in healthy dialogue that almost never takes place on social media. And uh, just get off of social media altogether. <laughs> anyway, all right. Thank you guys for uh, listening today. Make sure that you uh, give me a review rating in iTunes. Do it for my wife yeah. since she's the one who made me start it. And we'll see you next time.